Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the June 21st edition of the Connect Online Meeting. You know, Eric, you can see on the side over there, those little video clips where you get the countdown timers, those thumbnails are awfully small. And I'm still learning all of the uh, the different countdown timers, and apparently that one is a spaceship with uh, <laughs> with some alien music in the background. <laughs> so that's what that's what that one was. Okay, that that's what that one is. So we know now. We know now. Uh, but anyway, it's good to be with you here on the uh, Connect meeting. I uh, got Eric Thornton here with us tonight. We'll get to Brother Eric in just a moment. Uh, it is Tuesday, so we do have um, Tony Brewer coming up in the eight o'clock hour for the Cogitations blog. And so we will look forward to having two good hours of, of Bible teaching tonight. Um, of course, joined tonight by my much traveled, awful, awfully busy, taking care of business partner, <laughs> Eric Owens. How you doing tonight, man? So good to see you. I'm doing great, man. Thanks. Uh, I feel like saying thanks for having me. It's good to be back. <laughs> <laughs> We're excited about it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, do you want to preach on Thursday? Because your brother just canceled on me, so I just I need somebody first. <laughs> let's he let's take a poll. Would would everybody like to hear Eric preach a lesson? Let's take a poll. Because when was the last time you actually preached a lesson on digital Bible study? It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah, we'll talk. Later. We'll talk later after we see the results of the poll. Anyway, everybody, while we're getting started tonight, if you would please take a second and. Uh, do all the things we ask you to do. Like, share, subscribe. We appreciate it. If you check out all of our social media pages, the links into the, are in the description of either the video uh, stream that you're watching or the audio stream. If you're listening over on Podbean, uh, you can find us in all of those different places. Uh, if you want to support the work here at Digital Bible Study, uh, you can do that with the stars and the super chats and all the different ways that the different platforms allow you to do that. Uh, and you can also do that with... Um, with uh, subscriptions at our website, digitalbiblestudy.org. You can do that for as little as $5 a month. Uh, or you can join us over on our locals page, which is uh, just $2 a month. And that's digitalbiblestudy.locals.com. Again, all the links are in the description of the video that you're currently watching. So I'll throw it over to you, man. Well, again, we are very thankful for your presence here. As always, we're going to say a word of prayer at the end of our session. It is my joy and honor to lead us in that prayer. It will be a privilege. Haven't done it in a while always good to pray to our Heavenly Father and uh, to give him thanks and praise for his great blessings. They are new every morning and uh, infinitely good and bountiful. And so Jonathan will keep a watch over the feed and we will uh, pray together after we finish uh, tonight. With that said, we turn our attention to our speaker, our friend and uh, fantastic gospel preacher, Brother Eric Thornton is here with us tonight. Brother Eric, how are you, sir? Great, great, bros. Good to be with y'all tonight. It is good to have you, man, always. Uh, speaking of not preaching for a while on digital, I don't know when the last time you've been with us, but for those who don't know you, would you share a little bit about yourself, your family, your work, and anything you want to share? Yes, I'd just like to share my, on the uh, pulpit minister, the whole Street Church of Christ here in Montgomery, Alabama. Been there for 22 years. Married to my wife, Denise, 28 years. My oldest son, uh, Taylor, 19. He's a sophomore at South Alabama. And uh, my youngest son, Tanner, is 14. And he's going to high school this year. And uh, having a wonderful time uh, at Holt Street, as I have in 22 years. And everything's just wonderful and just good to be with you guys tonight. It's always good to have you, man. You know, sometimes when... Um 
when we're talking to preachers and then we, we learn stories and connections and things like that, um, it might be the case that the audience doesn't know how instrumental you was in helping uh, our brother Cameron uh, get started in preaching and understand you he you were instrumental in that. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes, Cameron's grandmother was a member of Hope Street for years, a faithful member. Mm -hmm. And he actually came with her because she asked him to a couple of times. He came to hear a lesson. He came and he stayed away for a while. And he came back and said that uh, he just didn't see anyone teaching, just Bible chapter and verse. And man, he we baptized him and, and the rest is history. He, hmm. he hadn't stopped from day one. He wanted to be a gospel preacher. And I, I'm just so proud of him. He's doing a wonderful job in the kingdom of God. Uh, and uh, I continue to support him in any way I can. And he's been very, very helpful to me. Uh, since he's been active in the ministry. If ever anybody doubts just the plain book, chapter, and verse preaching of God's word and its efficacy, we have yet one more illustration. <laughs> Let's just do yes. that. What, yes, are you gonna be about, what are you going to be preaching about tonight? I'm going to be coming from Genesis 19, particularly verse number 24. And this lesson is entitled, Jesus in Sodom and Gomorrah. It is a unique title, and I'm sure a yes. fantastic sermon. We look forward to hearing <laughs> it, man. So, Jonathan, yes, turn sir. the room over you. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. Um, I saw a question in there about to Robbie. Uh, I just watched a little bit of a video from Robbie Jr., I guess. Uh, stating that they did, I think, four bypasses today, and sounds like everything was successful on that. Uh, that's all that I have right now. I don't know more, but I think the news that I have heard, at least so far, is good. And hopefully there's nothing that contradicts that. So we uh, will be continuing to remember Robbie uh, in our prayers, obviously, tonight as well. So having said that, um, Brother Thornton, I didn't mention this in, in the in the, in the the pre-show. We, we do have somebody coming on behind you, so we do need you to, you know, stop. Yes. I don't know. Don't, don't stop at 730. And don't stop at 805. Somewhere in between there'd be great. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, man. Sounds so good. Turn, he's coming turn, on at eight, so we'll get him in. He's, there. Com he's coming on at eight. So uh we'll uh turn the room over to you. It's okay. yours. Go ahead and start preaching whenever you're ready. All right. First of all, I want to say good afternoon to everyone and thank everybody for tuning in uh tonight uh to this uh gospel a lesson that we want to preach here on tonight. Uh, want to say is always a joy to have uh, brothers and sisters in Christ uh, fellowshipping one with another and uh, instrumental in teaching and preaching the word of God. Tonight, I want you to turn with me to Genesis, the 19th chapter, and the verse is 24. And the text says, the Lord reigned upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. Now we're going to get to that text. And here is one of the problems in the world today is that so many are saying that Jesus, why are we making such a big deal out of homosexual marriage? And that Jesus never mentioned it. And so why are we dwelling on such a subject matter? Well, it's deeper than what I think most people think, uh, first of all, 
as we all know, Jesus defined marriage. Uh, he did speak on marriage. In Matthew chapter 19, if you'll turn that with me, very familiar passage of scripture, Jesus was teaching on marriage, divorce, and subsequently uh, remarriage. In Matthew 19, verses three, the Bible tells us, and the Pharisees came unto him, tempting him, saying unto him, is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? And he answered and said, have you not read that which uh, he made, made them from the beginning, made them male and female? And he said, for this cause shall a man leave father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife and the twain shall be one flesh. Wherefore, they are no more twain, but one flesh. Wherefore, uh, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Now, here's what we find with Jesus in this text. They want to know about divorce. Jesus tells them what marriage is, and the Jesus takes his and causes them to understand that marriage is the way it is from the very beginning. So Jesus takes them back to the Genesis account. In Genesis uh, chapter two, uh, chapter one, verse 27, the Bible says this, so God created man in his image, in the image of God created he him them, male and female created, created he them. Then in Genesis 2, 23 and 24, the Bible says, and Adam said, when God uh, joined the two together, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woe man because she was taken out of a man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother, cleave to his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Once again, Jesus makes it clear that marriage is what it was and what it is today in the Genesis account. Now, here is the thing that people have a problem with. They say Jesus didn't discuss it. But friend, let us get to understand this. Jesus was there. We need to understand that. He certainly was there. And how do we know that? Well, in Genesis 1 and 26, and God said, let us make man in our image and our likeness and let him have dominion over the fish, over the sea, over the fowl, over the air, and over the cattle of the earth, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Then when we go and we look, so Jesus knew what marriage was. Jesus was there. And how do we know it? Well, we have numerous scripture for that. The Bible says, in Colossians 1 and 16, for by him were all things created that are in heaven, in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones, dominion, principalities, or powers, all things were created by him and for him. So it's not that Jesus doesn't know what marriage is. Jesus was there in the very beginning, my friend. He created. He is the creator of all things. Then we see this. Listen to Paul in 1 Corinthians, the chapter is 8 and verse number 6. Paul says, but to us, the Corinthians were having problems. Uh, some of those who had just got converted to Christianity, they still had a problem with out of gods. Every Christian didn't know that there was nothing to out of God. Some of the more mature Christians did, but some of those who were in infancy did not understand that. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians 8, 6, but to us, there is but one God 
the Father, of whom are all things, get this, and we in him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. So we got all things are by him or by whom, that's Jesus Christ. Why? Because he is the creator. And we know that every uh, person in the Godhead had a part in the creation process. The father is the architect. Jesus is the builder. And the Holy Spirit moved upon the face of the deep, the spirit of God. And he is the interior decorator, if you will. So we have all of these parts of the Godhead, the three of the Godhead, in the creation process. So Jesus knows about marriage. He knows what man and woman was put together. So Jesus is very clear. He knows exactly about marriage. And let's look at it from this vantage point. Then we find this. Not only was Jesus in the beginning, because Jesus was in eternity. When Moses penned, Genesis 1 and verse number 1, Moses was writing about time. He says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning of time. But Jesus existed before time came into existence. Well, let's look at this. We find numerous scripture along this uh, line. Jesus was in eternity. In John 17, in verse number five, in the prayer of Christ, and he's yearning to be with the Father once again, he says these words, and now, O Father, glorify me with thine own self, with the glory which I had before the world was. Meaning what? Before Genesis 1-1, in the beginning of time, Jesus already existed in eternity. John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. John 1, 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So it's not that Jesus didn't discuss what marriage is or doesn't know what marriage is, and that Jesus condones homosexual marriage. That's so far from the truth, my friend. Let's look at this closer together. And Jesus definitely knew about what happened in Sodom. Well, how do we know that? Well, when we read the gospel accounts, if you'll turn with me to Luke chapter 17 and verse number 32, Jesus says three words. He says, remember Lot's wife. So Jesus knew about Lot's wife turning into a pillar of salt. And some of you may say, well, yeah, well, Jesus had the Old Testament scripture and he read them. That's true, it's deeper than that. I want you to notice this. Also, in the limited commission, in Matthew chapter 10 and verse number 15, Jesus talking to the 70 that he sent out, he says, verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city, for those who rejected them when they came to their houses, they would have shaked the dust off their feet. 
and to move on. We also find that he mentions this also in Matthew, the chapters 11, verses 20 through 24. Now, did Jesus know the Old Testament scriptures? And that's where he read about Sodom and Gomorrah, unquestionably. We don't have a problem with that. But we do have another text that we need to look at to understand the magnitude of what Jesus knew and what happened in the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. I want to invite your attention with me tonight because we will follow the narrative and we want to look at these scriptures. I want you to go with me to Genesis, the 18th chapter. Genesis chapter 18. Verse 1. Now, God is getting ready to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And he wants to let, he's going down and he's going to let Abraham know what he's going to do. And the Bible says in Genesis 18 and verse number one, and the Lord appeared unto him Buddy. in the plains oh, of Mamre. Taking us off. This, is this to Abraham. And he sat in the tent of the door, as he sat in the tent of the door in the heat of the day. Now, we want to make sure that we understand that the Lord here that appeared is Yahweh. And we're going to have three people here in just a minute. But we got to follow this narrative all the way till we get to Genesis 19. And we're going to see that Jesus know about Sodom and Gomorrah or not. Genesis 18 and 2 says, and he looked up his eyes and looked and lo, so Abraham looks up and looked, lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself to the ground. So now we got three men here. Notice verse number three, Genesis 18 and verse number three. Now he said and said, my Lord. Now Abraham is talking in the singular to one person. And he says, if I found favor in thy sight, pass favor in thy sight. He's talking to the Lord, Yahweh. That's one of these three that come down, one of these three men. Notice closely. Pass not away, I pray thee from thy servant. Now he calls him. He says that the Yahweh, he's the servant of Yahweh. Notice. Genesis 18, turn with me to Genesis 18 and verse number nine and god said unto abraham thou shalt keep my uh, genesis 18 verse number nine i'm sorry and they said unto uh, him where is sarah they said they did you got three down there now they said where is sarah thy wife and he said behold in the tent now notice what happens in verse number 10. let's keep following the narrative as we go together and he said i was certainly Return of thee according to the time of life. Now, the Lord, Yahweh, is speaking, not all three of the men. I will return unto thee according to the time of life, 
And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son, and Sarah heard it in the tent which was behind them. And, and actually in verse 10 in the Hebrew, we got the one or one. Now we notice this. Go be to Genesis chapter 18 and verse number 13. And the Lord said unto Abraham. Here we go. The Lord, singular, Yahweh, is speaking to Abraham. All right? Now, and there's something interesting about this Lord. If you look in Genesis 18 and verse number 13, the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which it which am am old? So Sarah overheard the conversation between the Lord Yahweh and Abraham. And the Lord knew Sarah's thoughts. Only deity can know one's thoughts. Remember in night, uh, Matthew chapter 9 and verse number 4. Jesus knew the wickedness of the people and the thoughts of their hearts. And he said in Matthew 9 and verse number 4, and Jesus knowing the thoughts said, wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? He knew what they were thinking. This Lord, this person that was down at Abraham's house knew Sarah's thoughts. Only deity can know our thoughts. So, there was audible communication and she heard it. Now I want you to notice this. Genesis 18, 14, is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I return to thee according to the time of life and Cheryl shall have, shall have a son. Uh, that's a rhetorical question. Is anything too hard? No, that's nothing too hard for one who is omnipotent. He can do any. And all things. Now, look if you will. Remember that Abraham is talking to Yahweh. Genesis 18 and verse number 16, we got a shift in the story. And the men rose up from thence and looked towards Sodom, and Abram went with them on their way, uh, bring them on the way. Now, the two men leave and head for Sodom. But notice verse number 17, and the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham the thing that I shall do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation and all nations of the earth shall be blessed to him. For I know him that you command his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the will of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which is spoken of him. And the Lord said, verse 20, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is coming to me. And if not, I will know. Now notice verse number 22, Genesis 18, 22. And the men turned their faces from thence and went to, toward Sodom, but, Abraham stood before the Lord 
So now we got these two men that are going to Sodom, are going to Sodom, and Abraham is there still before the Lord. Remember, there were three in this story. Two now have gone. Abraham, one, is the Lord, and he's standing there before Abraham. Now, Abraham pleads for the city of Sodom. He goes from 50 all the way down to 10. Look at Genesis 18, 26. He said, uh, uh, Lord, if I find, and the Lord said, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, I will spare the place for their sakes. And Abraham kept going down until he got down to 10, and he realized that he would be infringing on the righteousness and the justice of God. He didn't ask for any more. He knew that God would do what was right. Now, in Genesis 18, in verse number 33, let's turn that again. Now the Lord went his way, and as soon as he has left communion with Abraham, and Abraham returned to his place. Now, my friend, let's get to Genesis. The chapter is 19. So Yahweh the Lord the two men had already left and went for Sodom. Now Yahweh the Lord leaves Abraham. Genesis 19 and verse number one. Let's look at this together. And there came two angels to Sodom. Well, we had already read that they were headed that way. Now we got two angels come to Sodom at evening. And Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot seeing them arose and met them and bowed himself to the ground toward the ground. Now let's notice something. These, they want Abraham to know that you have to get out of this city. It is fixing to be destroyed. In Genesis chapter 19 and verse number 14, we find this. And Lot went out and spake to his son-in-law, which married his daughters and said, up, oh, get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy the city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto them. And Lot was hanging around. And these men said, you got to get out. Genesis 19 and 17, it came to pass. They had brought uh, them forth abroad. He said, escape for your life. Look not behind thee. Neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. Now Lot makes it. In Genesis 19, look at verse 22. Haste thee, escape thee thither, for I cannot do anything till thou become thither. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zoar. Verse 23. And the sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered Zoar. Mark verse 24 in your Bible. Genesis 19 and verse number 24. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. Now, what do we have here? We got the Lord raining upon Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. Now, we can't deny that we have two lords here. Now, how do we deal with this? When we study particularly Old Testament scripture, and sometimes we find difficulty 
in explaining or understanding or finding answers, we find what we call when we study explanatory scope. An explanatory scope causes us to understand or explain why things happen. Jesus, on many occasions in the Old Testament, is explanatory scope for things we don't quite understand. We have that here. I want you to notice this. Here's the point. Not only did Jesus know about Sodom and Gomorrah, if we look at this text and look at the two lords, the two Yahwehs, we see that Jesus had a hand in what happened in the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. So it behooves us not to say Jesus never said anything about homosexual marriage. Jesus did more then say something about homosexual marriage or homosexuality. He did something very drastic. Two cities were wiped from the face of the earth. Let's read this verse again. Genesis 19, 24. The Lord rained upon Sodom and Gomorrah, fire and brimstone from the Lord out of heaven. The pre-incarnate Christ took part in the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. And that helps us to explain and understand even passages like John 8 and 58, that Jesus is eternal. He was in eternity before Abraham was, I am. How do we explain that? Because he existed before he became incarnate. So here's what we need to see. In Matthew 19, 24, when we look at that text, by him raining down fire and brimstone from the Lord out of heaven, we got two laws. Now we know, and some might say, well, there's only one God. There's only one Lord. Well, well, we fully understand that. Uh, we, we know that there's one Lord, but then we ask ourselves this question. When we say that there's one Lord, what do we actually mean? Well, the Lord God had a part in the creation. Jesus had a part in the creation. The Holy Spirit had a part in the creation. Are all three God? Yes, but one. Now we notice this, and here's another thing. That would have to be a breach in the Godhead if Jesus didn't know anything about Sodom and Gomorrah. Notice this, if you will, God does not change. And what we got people thinking is that God has changed his mind on morality. If we really sit and think about it, friend, if homosexuality is indeed right, then the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit got to repent to Sodom and Gomorrah for wiping them off the face of the earth. God is not a man that he should repent. And God doesn't change. Malachi 3.6, for I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. The same can be said of Jesus, Hebrews 13 and 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, 
when God spoke on homosexuality, Jesus spoke. And the Holy Spirit spoke. They all speak with one voice. So, so don't say that God, that Jesus never spoke about it. God spoke on homosexuality. Genesis, Leviticus 18 and 22. Thou shall not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is abomination. In the ESV, it reads as thus. Do not practice homosexuality, having sex with another man as a woman. In the NIV, it reads, do not have sexual relation with a man as one does with a woman. That is detestable. Notice this. Then we find this in 1 Corinthians 6, number 9. The ESV says, do you not know that evil people will receive God's, uh, will not receive God's kingdom? Do not be fooled. Those who commit sexual sins would not receive the kingdom of God. The NIV reads thusly. Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, or adulterers, or men who have sex with men. The New King James reads as thus. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not perceive that the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor homosexuals shall inherit the kingdom of God. Get this. None of the characteristics of God have changed, my friend. And here's the problem that I want you to see with homosexual marriage and homosexual unions. What the world has done is couched homosexuality into civil rights. And that is wrong. And I'm going to tell you why. And here is the problem with that. In 1 Corinthians 6, in verse number 11, there was some in Corinth who were that way, as we read verse 9 and 10. But Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, and such were some of you. So herein is the major problem. See, I'm a black man. And I am immutably black. There's nothing I can do about that. I'll be this way until Jesus comes back. That's an immutable characteristic of Eric Thornton. I am black. But being homosexual is not an immutable characteristic. How do I know that? Because some in Corinth were that way, but he said, and such were some of you. And he lists those things in 1 Corinthians 6 and verse number 11. We find that they had changed from those things. Meaning what? Meaning, my friend, that being homosexuality, being homosexual is not like being black. I can't change from being black. But you can change from being a homosexual. And when we say that this is not an immutable characteristic, we mean this explicitly. It is something, if it's immutable, it's unchanging over time 
and unable to be changed is something that has happened and cannot be reversed. Now, here's what I want science to do. And I want you to think about this. If there was something inherent in a homosexual's genes that was different than just the normal person, we should be able to do an autopsy on a homosexual and there should be something definitely different in their brain that has never been found. Why? Because God would be an unjust God. To have a man born homosexual and he cannot change that and send him to hell. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? Certainly, that was Abraham's question. So it's not an immutable characteristic. And in 1 Corinthians 6 and verse number 11, we see three people in the Godhead. They shall not inherit the kingdom of God in verses 9 and 10. In the name of the Lord Jesus in verse number 11. By the spirit of God in verse number 11. The Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit all have part and know about homosexuality. It is against the will of God. And we need to remember this. Whatever is in harmony with God's will is right. And whatever violates God's will is wrong. Every person who acts contrary to the will of God is a rebel against the ultimate source of authority in the universe, and that's God. And my friend, I think the Bible bears out that Jesus knew exactly what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. And it's unquestionable that Jesus does not condone homosexual marriage. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit all speak with one voice. Paul wrote 1 Corinthians 6 by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Moses wrote Leviticus by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And God gave it to them. Jesus was in Sodom and Gomorrah. My friend, if we happen to be that way, you can't change. You were not born that way. God wouldn't do that to you. And you have an opportunity to get that right with God by obeying the gospel of Christ, by hearing it, believing it, repenting of your sins, confessing Christ as the son of the living God, and being baptized for the remission of sin. And the Lord will add you to the church.
but he's put all to sea. Genesis 19 and 24. Yahweh rained down fire and brimstone from Yahweh in heaven. We got two Yahwehs there. And we know how we define one Lord. Jesus knew exactly what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. And he condemned that activity then, and he condemns it today. May God bless you and keep you. Brother Thornton, um, as always, man, great to have you. Uh, fantastic sermon, um, fantastic treatment of the subject. A um, lot of great comments from the from the feed. It's um, it's challenging when the world takes a posture that is so contrary to the Lord and to Scripture that it forces us to explain and almost seemingly defend against the error. And in the explanation of the truth, you ask the error to be consistent. And it's very clear that the postures and positions they take, they themselves can't be consistent with. I don't know how many times I've heard people say, it's just like being black. And if you just tried to be consistent with that, uh, since the scripture condemns fornication, which is what homosexuality is, and if it's just like being black, well, then being black is condemned. Right. There wouldn't be another way to say that. You'd have to be <laughs> condemned for being black. You'd be in need of right. repentance uh, because fornication is condemned and you're in need of repentance. And if it's the same thing, well, then you'd have to have the same reaction to that. Uh, on the other hand, if, if it's like being black or like being anything else, then some people suggesting you can literally change and just declare yourself a different gender, a different, you know, recently I've heard somebody suggest that they thought themselves a different ethnicity. Mercy. They just, they, they were one, but they identified as another. Now I wonder, if, if that's going to be okay. And people were just jumping all over them and condemning them for that. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> you, right. you, can do the, you can do the one, but you can't do the other. My yeah. final thought, and I'll let Jonathan get in here, is if people are born in this situation, we know it's a sin because the scripture couches it as such and condemns it. We would then have evidence that people are born sinners. There just wouldn't it be. And, and, one other thing, and one other thing before Jonathan jumps in. <laughs> Take off where time. is it in scripture <laughs> that Jesus spoke explicitly, said anything about pedophilia? So is pedophilia all right? Because they don't find the scripture where Jesus says it's a sin to be a pedophile. See but 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 they'll condemn pedophiles, and we should. Certainly so. But they're not yeah, consistent so. in what they right. do. can't be consistent. No. No. Well, uh, 
can I get in now? Is it okay? Am I allowed to speak now? I just, just, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. um, you know, I just go back to what was said in the opening about, uh, what Cameron said about, uh, finding somebody who just preached book, chapter and verse. Um, and, uh, and Eric's comment about, we shouldn't, we shouldn't steer away from it. And I, and I think that's born, been borne out tonight. Um, uh, frankly, this is the largest audience we've had in probably two or three weeks. And that may just be coincidence, or it may be that as it continued to build throughout the hour, maybe it's that, uh, well, we just lost Eric, but, uh, maybe it has something to do with the forthrightness of the message and, 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 and what was being said that might have something to do with it as well. But, um, I guess we'll say goodbye to him. Bye, Eric. Um, it looked, it looked like he had a couple of connection issues right there at the end. But appreciate him coming on and the, and the job that he did. Wait, he just popped back in. So maybe we can say goodbye to him properly if we can get him back here on the screen. Hey, sir, you disappeared right, there for a second. All right, man. Yeah. But yeah, just, uh, I just appreciate the, the, the textuality, the, the commitment to proclaiming exactly what God said, no matter the cost, no matter the... Uh, uh, this, you know, the stance and what it looks like in the, in the community. It's, it's just, uh, it's refreshing to hear God's word preached, no matter what, uh, what the consequences and the fallout of it may be. That's a, that's a wonderful thing, brother. Yes, well, brother, Eric, appreciate um, you, man. Always good. Yep. appreciate you, brother. Always yes, good to see you. Yep. Well, we'll have you back on here for too long, and we always appreciate it when you come on and, and encourage us. Uh, Eric has uh, graciously uh, decided not to be with us on Friday for the uh, panel discussion that I booked like 12 guys to be on. I think it's only seven. I think he only booked seven guys to be on. So he said, you know, seven's yeah. enough. Uh, so he, he's going to step aside tonight or, or Friday. So we're down to six. But uh, uh, that, that was his choice. Not that we didn't, we didn't like muscle him out and say, no, nah, man, you can't, you can't come on. No, uh, he's just going <laughs> to step aside. So we all got a little bit more room and we appreciate that, man. Uh, and we uh, look forward to right. having you back on just as soon as we can work you back in the schedule, uh, on your own or another part of one of our panel discussions, whatever it be. We look forward to having you back, man. Sounds good, brother. Good to see all you right. always. All right. We'll say good night to you here. You. And, uh, God bless Bye. you. All righty, man. Here we go. Um, I got some requests here. Uh, I did not see that many prayer requests, actually. Uh, obviously, obviously, Robbie, uh, there were some questions about him on the front end. Um, and is that it in terms of prayer requests? Seriously? That makes me think I missed something. I tried to pin them as I went along, but man, there's way too... Maybe I just missed all these comments about the lesson that I missed. Uh, that's the only one I saw. I did not see... Another specific specific repair request. Did you see any? Because I, I I did not. I did not. Of course, I was listening like you. I did read some of the comments, though. They were great. Uh, the thoughtfulness. Yeah. I'm scrolling back through here real quick. Um, I am not seeing any. I'm back up to 726, and I think I think I covered all that pretty well. So I would be glad for Robbie. Um. Yeah. Let's just pray for Robbie and go going that way. So you're good to go, man. All right. Let's pray together. Our Father and our God in heaven, giver, sustainer of life, we are so grateful, thankful for you and all that you do and continually do for us and for the world. We are thankful for your creation, thankful for the institution of marriage. Thank you for sharing your image with us. Most of all, Father, thank you for Jesus who gave himself for us that he might redeem us back to you. 
We're thankful for the scriptures that you provided, and we're thankful for men like Eric, who has preached and proclaimed them so boldly and plainly tonight. We're thankful for the sermon that was preached and heard, and we are mindful of those, Father, who may be struggling in their lives and various choices and circumstances in which they find themselves. We pray for them. We pray for those who might be struggling with sexual sins of any sort, and we pray, Father, that they will know how much you love them. We pray that they will uh, always remember your care for them and your desire to have them back. We pray, Father, that they will use your goodness as a means and motivation to overcome the obstacles that are uh, surrounding them. And we pray that preaching done like tonight in love with your care and concern and ultimately the truth will help those individuals be made free. Bless us all, Father. Help us to be lights in this world. Help us to be good to our fellow man, especially to those in the household of faith. We pray a special prayer for Robbie Eversold tonight and pray that all went well with his surgery and pray, Father, that he will regain his health and continue to be a faithful proclaimer of your word. Bless his family, bless the congregation where he labors and be with all of those who love and care for him. We pray all these things, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Um, on the uh, prayer re request, nope, not prayer request, that's what we just did. My brain was stuck in third gear when it needed to be in fourth. Um, actually, with today's transmission, it was stuck in seventh gear when it needed to be in tenth. That's about how many gears these transmissions have. I hate it. Your transmissions have way too many gears in these days. But I, I digress onto a different topic. Um, <laughs> Douglas did ask a question earlier in the program. Um, did I get the stars that he sent yesterday evening? And I don't. Douglas, I have you for, um, in the last seven days, Douglas, I have you with 100 stars. In the last 24 hours, I am not showing any. So I don't know at what time you sent them and are any of those things. But if it's outside, if it's within the last 24 hours, then it did not post uh, anywhere that I can see it. Um, but you did do a hundred sometime in the last seven days. So um, that's as close as I can get for you. Unfortunately, Facebook does not give me a better breakdown than that on it. Um, so I did not see anything come in on the YouTube side tonight. Um, let me refresh the Facebook side here one more time. Um, and give me just a second. While that loads, and what do we have so far tonight? Uh, we have Patsy with 50 stars. Thank you, Patsy. There we go. Oh, it's been long missed. Long missed. Uh, although Tony does a pretty good impression of your bell, by the way. Tony, when he's on here with me, does a pretty good job. Uh, Sabrono with 100 stars. Thank you, Sabrono. Uh, Claudette with 200 stars. Thank you, Claudette. And Valletta with 200 stars. Thank you, Valletta. And Douglas with 200 stars. Thank you, Douglas. There you go. So I guess now, Douglas, we have you with 300 stars over the last whatever. So anyway, um, that gets us pretty close to the top. Um, um, we do have five or six minutes here. Wow, I'm not used to that. I don't want to talk about now. <laughs> Uh, so I did put you on the spot. What's that? That I did put you on the spot. Before, well, I put you on the spot before the program started a little bit. I actually, I was just messing with you. 
because I like to mess with you and you hadn't been here in a while for me to mess with. And, you know, you don't like to commit like that on the spot and all that kind of stuff. So, but I do need a speaker for Thursday, so we can talk later. But I actually do need to speak because you're great. great uh, uh, family funeral? Family, death in the family? It was, uh, it was a great, it was uh, Wanda's side of the family, right? Yes. Yes, I guess we could we could have probably uh, included that in our prayers too, couldn't we? Have? That's how that's how good we are. Eric and I are just locked down, always considering other people and our families and all that stuff too. But uh, that's where Greg is going to be. He's going to be traveling for a family funeral up in it's in Rockford, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, so we'll be traveling from Virginia up to Illinois for that. So. Uh, so we will have to book somebody else for Thursday and I will try to get that accomplished over the next 24 hours or so. Um, how things been going for you on the, on the preps for your move and all that, everything going well? Uh, it's going, um, we are unfortunately on the dip of the housing market. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and so it's, it's the timing is not exactly impeccable, you're, but you're uh, about two months so too late, right? <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but uh, oh, hopefully, well, Scott. Well, oh, now we have to poll because Scott Beck says paging Dan Jenkins. Oh, now we have a three-way poll: Dan Jenkins, Paul Mays, or Eric Owens. We all oh, that's that. That's that's a tough poll right there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in honor, preferring my brethren. If, yeah, uh, either yeah, I understand. I understand. Well, that's what we'll the Bible says. We can do. I'll, I'll see if I will reach out to either of those brethren and see, because you know, my friend is. Now, if either of them can't, if either of them can't, uh huh. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if I ask my dad, he'll. My my dad is uh he's not preaching. He's not full time in the pulpit anymore. Uh, so just about any time he gets the opportunity to, to be preaching somewhere. I'm pretty sure if, if he's not taking care of my mom on Thursday night, I'm pretty sure he will be here with me tomorrow or Thursday morning. And I'm pretty sure he'd come back a few hours later for Thursday night. I'm pretty sure that would happen if I called him. So we'll see. I'll get somebody how, booked. How, what's the age of your father at this point? Um, I was born in 39. So he was born in July of 39. So that was to make him 80, about to be 83. My He's about a month from being 83. So yeah. Uh, still, I just still want a record to. I want the record to show how much I love and appreciate your father that I would never stand in the way of an 83 year old gospel preacher uh, <laughs> having an opportunity to speak. I wouldn't do that. How, how, how gracious of you, sir. It is just, it's incredibly gracious. <laughs> it's what we were taught uh, to do. That's what is in honor preferring, right? Yeah. Uh, tomorrow morning, we do have uh, From the Deep, Deep End. We'll be coming on at 8 a.m., and uh, we'll do that through uh, 10 a.m. Uh, we do Bible questions in the first hour of the program. We always have a wonderful number of Bible questions and have some really good discussions. And y'all have been getting me in trouble the last couple of days over marriage and divorce. I do appreciate Well, actually, two days ago, yesterday, you got me in trouble on marriage and divorce. And then today, I just decided to do it on my own for some good reason. I don't know why. Uh, but we've been having some really good discussions. Um, Trish will be with us in the morning. That's good as well. Oh! Wait, Juan. Um, Her character holding his belly, laughing out loud. Not sure what that means, but we do appreciate the $5 super chat there, uh, um, uh, Juan. Appreciate it, man. 
and then tomorrow afternoon, we have LaBeth Brewer with um, her show, The Mindful Soul. Uh, and do not forget that LaBeth has added a feature to her program. Uh, I haven't spoken to her. Maybe Tony can mention it when he comes on here in just a moment. But she did. Uh, she has begun a, um, a session with a therapist as a Zoom meeting after her show. Her show comes on at 2, ends right around 3 o'clock Eastern. And then almost immediately after that, they transition over to a Zoom room. Uh, that is, uh, it is a subscriber only type thing. So it is controlled in terms of who can get in and who can participate. But if you want to join, all you have to do is go over to locals. That's the cheapest way to do it. Just sign up at locals for $2 a month. Uh, and then each week you can have a, you know, it's not completely private because there are other people in the room with you. Uh, but it is only members. It's, it's people that you're going to see, you know, in the comments section night after night after night. So friends and family, let's call it. So it's a little bit, a little bit tighter a grouping than you'll see just on some of our YouTube streams. Um, and you are um, uh, more than welcome to join that. Uh, the, the the links to it, uh, uh, Tony, I think she's got a, a persistent link. So I think it's the same login code and passcode each week, but that will start at three o'clock um, Eastern. So that's a new feature we just added last week. So tomorrow should be the second one of those sessions. So I'm, I'm excited about it. Thank Beth for doing it. Uh, she is among the people that we have with us, uniquely uh, educated and qualified to do that kind of session. And it's the kind of thing that's really needed. So we uh, appreciate her willingness to stick around and give us another hour of her time throughout the week. So if you want to, if you're not a member at either the website or uh, on, on locals, or you can do it on Facebook too, if you want to, but any, any of the places where you can be a member here on the digital Bible study, will get you access to that zoom call. So anyway, uh, you got anything else, sir? I do not. Okay. Well, we will sign off for the night and uh, let Tony come on. Um, I guess I didn't tell I don't, Eric Thornton may just be hanging out there in the background because he wants to, but all you have to do at this point, Eric, if you want to go away is close your laptop and you'll be gone and the audience can't see you right now. So you're, you're, you're good to go at any point you want to. I, I didn't tell him that before we usually go through all that before we start the program. And I didn't tell him that. And he's sitting there watching, which is fine. He's stay as long as you want, Eric, you're more than welcome to hang around. Uh, but anyway, let's go ahead and turn this thing over to uh, Tony Brewer and but was it was it an upvote or a downvote on the uh, uh, spaceship in the car, or should I just go more, more sedate? I, I, I don't know. You got an opinion, Eric? You, you like the spaceship, or you know, no? Yeah, uh, uh, again for them to make a, a vote on it. They may have to see it again. Okay, let, let's run the let's run the spaceship one more time, and maybe Tony, since it's leading into his show, maybe Tony can give us an up or down vote on the uh, on the spaceship. But thirty seconds from now, with spaceship and all. You're going to have Tony Brewer for cogitations. We'll see you back here, Lord willing, tomorrow. Until then, uh, as always, it's our prayer that you'll go out and make it a great day for us. Have a good night, everybody. You good? Okay. Now, yeah, I just messed up my closing, man. I got to do it. You know, I'm good. I'm just going to I'm gonna close it off. 30 seconds. The room's yours, Tony. What's up, folks? This is Tony Brewer. You're listening to Cogitations. Cogitations is the podcast where we think about things, we contemplate them, 
we turn them over in our minds and then we discuss them. Daniel chapter 7, verse 28. Daniel writes, Hitherto is the end of the matter. As for me, Daniel, my cogitations much troubled me. My countenance changed in me, but I kept the matter in my heart. And y'all have been here long enough to know we're not going to keep the matter in our heart. We're going to talk about it. And today we're going to talk about exactly what God expects of us to do. Maybe instead of said what, instead of saying what, I should say how much. You know, a lot of times, uh, I don't know about you, and I hope you don't think less of me for admitting this, but I kind of look around, I might get discouraged. I might get the Elijah syndrome. You know, I've just defeated 400 prophets of Baal. God sent down fire from heaven and totally consumed an altar, rock, stones, water, wood, bulls. And I took those prophets of Baal, those 400 prophets, and I slew them. And now this crazy woman Jezebel, I'm the only prophet left in Israel. And this woman's after my life. And I'm, I'm a little discouraged. Well, the Lord didn't hold it against him, did he? You know, he spoke to Elijah in that still, small voice. Incidentally, that's really where the power of God is. The power of God typically isn't in the great booms and the huge things. It's in that still, small voice where we have to strain to listen. We have to really pay attention. You ever notice somebody, and I, and I promise you, I don't have this. This is not something that describes me. When I talk, I'm loud. Garland Elkin says, Tony Brewer, he carries his microphone with him everywhere he goes, and I don't know if that's altogether a good thing. But you know these people. They don't say a whole lot, and when they talk, they talk softly. And, buddy, you take you set up and take notice. Well, that's what Elisha did. And Elisha was told, listen, there are 7,000 have not bowed knee to Baal nor kissed the ring of the king. So you don't need to feel like you're the only one. You're a good servant, Elisha. You're not special, though. 7,000 others just like you. So here's some food. Here's some water. Take you some rest. I have some more work for you to do. You know, we got to think about that sometimes. And we got to... Quite frankly, we got to give our brothers and sisters a break. You know, a lot of times, folks are just doing what they can. My wife, she talks about this all the time. She says, everybody does the absolute best that they can. And the reason you know that's the truth is because if they could do any better, that's what they would be doing. Do you know somebody who's homeless, who's living in a box under a uh, under a, an overpass, that's the absolute best they can do. They're not there because they want to be, per se. And if they could do any better, that's what they'd be doing. So this sermon, that we're, or sermon, it's not a
No, Robbie, y'all wouldn't be able to hear it. You wouldn't because I've got a noise gate on this machinery here that filters all that stuff out. I could have a I could have a box fan running in the running in the window, and y'all wouldn't hear it. That's crazy. I get blown away. forward to the designs and, and the stuff like that. And so look forward with that. And your support helps us do that. And I think that if we do this uh, YouTube channel correctly, we can reach thousands and thousands of people uh, in, in the category of what Christendom calls unchurched. And we can kind of get our sphere of influence out there to people who would otherwise not ever hear the truth and we can bring them into the group and we can teach them and we can baptize them and all that. That's good stuff. It's almost like the Great Commission. We're, we're using the tools at our disposal to rot a good work. I wonder what the present tense of rot is. I'd have to look that up. I don't know how to conjugate that verb. Anyway, hello, Jonathan Exum. Good to see you. Uh, Robbie Everso, good to see y'all. Deborah O'Neill, everybody. Loretta Simon, thank you so much. I'm going to get off here. This has been Tony Brew with Cogitations. Uh, be sure and support digitalbiblestudy.org or digitalbiblestudy.locals.com. And uh, for those of you in the Hebrews class, I look forward to seeing you Friday at 11 Eastern, uh, 10 Central. God bless you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs> Enjoy your day of summer. That's about it. It's cold up here right now, though. See you guys.